Behind every inspiring moment and every person who changed the world, there's a story. Who's the heavyweight champion of the world? Introducing Sky Documentaries. Get the story behind the story. With award-winning exclusive documentaries and over 100 titles on demand. A brand new channel at no extra cost for Sky TV customers. Sky Documentaries. Available now. Requires Sky TV. I'm Gary. This is Austin. And we are Midwest Mics coming back at you live from the Euclid TV studios right here inside the High V Arena each and every week. We are back with another exciting show. We've got Ryan Waltkamp up top running the soundboard this week. Behind the scenes, making us look and sound good. I'm under all these bright lights. It's 90 degrees outside, and I am sweating. It's 90 degrees outside. Under the, under the lights, it's about uh, about 105. Yeah, I'm going to so, lose 10 pounds while we're doing the show. All water weight. All, <laughs> these seats are going to be soaked by the time we get done. No, yeah. it's, really, it's not that bad. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> as you can notice, we did some redecorating. Jim got some great flags up behind us here. You know, we got Kansas City Royals, Kansas City Chiefs, Sporting Kansas City, UMKC Ruse, which, uh, you know, Dr. Martin, good friend of the show, Coach Donlin, good friend of the show over at UMKC. So it's, uh, it's a good deal. I got, I got something to say. Hey, hey. What do you Gary, got? I didn't take care of you in any of that up there. You're a Dallas fan. Well, I know. A UMKC alum, Austin, Chiefs, Royals, Sporting, and Ruse fan. I took care yeah, of Yeah, I'm everything. I need to get a, a Mizzou thing up there. You told me about that. I'm not I, doing that. Not okay. behind you. I'll do it over here. Okay, that, you know, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I think I'm the only Mizzou guy here, so it's all good. I yeah. understand. So, but yeah, dude, I like all, all the all the flags look really good. It looks cool. Um, hopefully we get uh, – I don't know if the uh, – I don't know if the Royals are going to play any games, but uh, hopefully all the other teams that got, got going to have stuff going on. Yeah, MLB still not looking good, but uh, new, well, yeah, real quick, we'll, we'll kind of yeah, we can talk about that yeah, after we'll our guest. Yeah, that's yeah, that sounds good. We'll we'll go ahead and bring them in uh, today. We have uh, Coach Sean Hayden, who is the head football coach at Eudora High School, Kansas guy, born and raised, played eight man football, um, played at Dodge City Community College, and then went to Fort Hayes State. Uh, was at Augusta, his first coaching job out of college. Um, took over as defensive coordinator. Uh, he was there six years, four years as DC. Um, he was. Uh, they went from allowing forty-four and a half points per game the year before he was a defensive coordinator to allowing twelve and a half in just two years. Uh, so in his second year as defensive coordinator, um, they went from one of the worst teams to one of the best teams in four A Kansas. Starting his third year now at Eudora. Um, they went one and seven, three and six in the first two years in a very tough league in Kansas, uh, expecting a breakout year uh, this year in 2020. Also made a hire in Drew Steffen, a guy that uh, has been on the show. Some of you guys may be familiar with, you know, had worked with me at East the last five years. So Drew making the jump out to Eudora. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Coach Hayden, we'll kind of start with you. Um, you know, just just take us through, you know, kind of your, your experience playing eight-man football and then, you know, playing at Dodge City and then playing uh, at Fort Hayes State. Well, you know, um, 
So I grew up in a real small town and only had 16 kids in my class. And uh, I loved I loved all sports, um, but football suited my body type the most. Um, but I knew I wanted to play in college. Um, but what what Eight Man taught me was just the hustle and just just the effort part of everything. You know, you don't learn a lot about technique and um, and uh, responsibilities and, and whatnot that you do in eleven man football. And so when I got to college, I stuck with all it. And, and I knew right away that I wanted to be a coach because, um, and, a, and a PE teacher because of my PE teachers and my coaches. So, um, you know, that really got me going. I, I, uh, I'm Western Kansas through and through, but, uh, you know, after living up here, I don't think I'm ever going to go back. Nice. Uh, and if, I'll tell you what, for those that aren't familiar with uh, kind of uh, eight man, um, can you give us some of the rundown on the kind of the biggest differences between uh, eight versus 11? Been a while. Uh, 80 yard field, 80 by 40, I think. Um, obviously, eight players, you have three linemen, um, and then five skills. So, I mean, if you think about it, it it's quite a bit. The ratio of skills to linemen is more, is higher. So, um, a lot of points put up, you know, you'll see scores of, you know, 60 to 40 something. Um, you'll see score, uh, games run at halftime when you lose 45 to nothing. So, very high paced game. Um, and a lot of uh, a lot of scoring. Yeah, um, you know, the, for for those familiar with eight man, you know, those scores typically are a little higher. But uh, you know, let's kind of transition. You know, at play, finishing up at Fort Hayes State and kind of looking for that first job. Uh, you landed at, at Augusta and was there for six mm-hmm. years. So, what were you kind of coaching those those first couple years before you got an opportunity to become the coordinator? Well, I was a offensive line coach for those first two years, um, and, and I learned quite a bit. We we actually ran so many different offices that uh, you know I, I actually learned um, a ton of blocking schemes, and uh, our kids had to learn a lot. And I knew right then, like when I become a head coach, we're going to be simple and uh, we're going to get good at the little things. Um, then we they hired uh, our head coach. Jason Fulbeck, he was from East. Um, he was uh, an assistant at East, and he came in and you know he uh, he gave me the opportunity, and I didn't know I didn't know um, what you know really what to do. I just did a lot of research, and uh, we had a bunch of kids out, and it worked out. So um, I was very happy that he gave me that opportunity, um, and that we were able to turn things around there in Augusta. Yeah, I mean, giving up forty four and a half points per game. You know, t- typically you're not going to win a lot, uh, you know, because it's hard to score that much consistently at, at the high school level. But uh, what, what are some things that you implemented on that defense that made that number drop so drastically in just kind of two years? All right. So same concept. So, like, let's, let's, let's like, think about basketball. If I have a wide-open layup, am I going to take that or am I going to take the wide-open three, right? Mm-hmm. Your percentage is much higher out of the layup. So I'm not going to make things so complicated for my kids on defense. We simplified things quite a bit. Um, the, even just the verbiage, you know, we'd go from a, a crazy term that meant nothing. And then, you know, our blitzes are Sam. Our Sam linebacker goes. And so yeah. kids aren't confused. And, and just the wordplay, I mean, that made a huge difference. And, and Drew, Coach Stefan knows that. And he does the same thing. And he knows I'm big on that. But, um, Keep it simple, and, and we just said, hey, if you guys can align right, if you can 
line up right and you do the right thing, you don't make mistakes, we'll be fine. And, and we, we honestly, we, um, we harped on uh, just fundamentals and tackling. And, uh, you know, and I, and we didn't kill them in practice. You know, I knew if the kid was in a position to make the tackle, if we could teach them to get to the position to make the tackle, they're going to make the tackle in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the hardest part is getting them um, to the ball carrier under control and, and making that tackle. So we simplified things. We, we toned it down in practice a lot. We kept kids healthy. And uh, I think that was the biggest part. Yeah, I definitely like, you know, that that you're saying you simplified things. I mean, I've coached in, you know, different schemes over the years. And and I feel like really the – I mean, there's positive and negatives. You know, if you say you're a 3-4 guy or 4-4 guy, whatever. But whatever you're doing, just keep it simple because you only have so much time in the day. And I feel like in high school football, if you you can get lined up right to every formation – I mean, you're giving yourself a chance. And so, I mean, I, I like to hear that, you know, keeping it simple was, was one of the big things you did. Yep. So, um, did that for four years and then, you know, got the opportunity to become the head coach at Eudora. Um, why was why was that the right move for you at that time? Well, you know, me and my wife, we talked and we're like, if we're going to move, we're going to move, you know. I was ready for a new job. Um, you know, I wanted to prove myself, and, and I wanted the challenge of being a head coach. But, you know, there were some jobs open in the Wichita area. I'm like, that's not a move. That's 20 minutes away. Um, so, you know, we packed up. We don't have any family up here or anything, but uh, we, we took a leap of faith, and we love it. I mean, this is probably, you know, I lived in southwest Kansas my whole life. I went to college in northwest Kansas. I coach at Augusta, which is, you know, basically uh, South Central Kansas. And now I'm up here. This is, in my opinion, the best town in, in the state of Kansas. That's fantastic. You know, um, that that first year, you know, a, as a head coach, what were some things that you kind of knew going in from your experience at Augusta um, other than, you know, your simplicity that you, you talked about? But what are some other things that you're like – these are things that, that my team as the head coach that we have to be able to do to be successful. Well, the first thing is just to get kids excited about the sport, you know. You know, when I took over, there was 36 kids out for football in Eudora. 36. This year we should hit close to 70. Um, and the year after I got hired, we were at like 55. So – you know, getting kids out. There's so many kids in our hallways um, that should be out, and we just continue to recruit them. And you know, Drew, Drew heard me this morning, still talking to kids that I've worked on for two years now that probably won't come out, but I'm going to keep dropping the bug in their ear. Um, so making football exciting. Um, and then just, you know, Jason, he was big on the leadership aspect of it all and, and you know, teaching kids to be good husbands, fathers, um, community members. And I think that's more important than wins and losses. You know, I've been on teams that we were, we won, and I hated coaching. Mm. I've been on teams where we lost, and we went three and six last year. Um, we probably could have maybe scooped out four or five wins at our very best, but I love that team. You know, I love those guys, um, and, it, and it was a pleasure to coach them. And I know they're going to be good young men. I know they're going to be successful at whatever they do. And that's what football is all about. 
Yeah, that's great. Um, that's that's. I guess that's one of the biggest things we talk about is kind of like uh, when somebody takes over uh, maybe a program that's been struggling. Uh, what are the things you do to try to get the kids to come out? Um, so besides making football more exciting, what's something more kind of specifically that you did to kind of get get the kids to come out? Is it kind of like I know some coaches have said they basically what they do is they kind of get uh, maybe like the leaders. The leaders, because every every class has kind of like the guys that are kind of in charge or whatever. Is it getting them the buy in, and then that kind of spreads through, or, or how do you go about exactly like like getting more kids to come out? I don't know. I think honestly, kids want structure. You know, we opened up summer weights, and you know, we uh, last year we were at 130 some kids, and, and this year we had 190 sign up because kids want to be involved and they want to do something. Yeah. Now you have to make that relevant. And you have to make it um, something that's worth their time. Now, with that being said, you need to treat everybody, you know, equally as you can and make sure that everybody knows that they're going to be held to the same standard. And when you start doing that and you stay on it, and you let's say my first year, we were one in seven. I don't think we would have done any different. I don't think we could have won more or lost more. That was what we were going to win. But, you know, if I would have treated the star player different than everybody else, I would have lost the kids right then. Right. And, and I would have never gained them back. And so, you know, we started uh, the first two years, and uh, we, we played a lot of young kids. We're, we're returning so many starters off of last year's squad just because kids know the expectations. If you play hard, you can play football, period. I don't care your size. Our, our nose guard was 145 pounds, and he's all league. If you play hard, you can play football for this team. And that's that's a, that's a contagious. Kids want to be a part of that because you'll have kids that will put everything they have into basketball. You know, they'll play all these summer tournaments. They'll, they'll put all this money into it. Then their senior year, they're sitting in the bench. If you give me everything you have, you're going to play football. Yeah. So your first two years um, at Eudora, were, were you in charge of the defense? Uh, did you kind of take that mentality – you know, from, from coming from being a defensive coordinator and say, well, now I'm the head coach and I'm still going to run the defense the way I want to? Or did you kind of hire coordinators at that time and let them kind of do their thing? So this is what happened. Um, my first year, the first game, first two games, I called the offense. You know, I was like, you know, I'm going to do this. All head coaches call the offense, right? You can't yeah. be a defensive coordinator and a head coach, right? <laughs> and I was a fish out of water. It was awful. Our defense was – our kids were not aligned, and I wasn't paying attention to them, and um, I just could not stand it. And so I took over defensive coordinator third game, um, and we just we just started getting a lot better at, you know, the fundamentals and, and tackling and, and just the intensity. And the guy that I, that I hired as, as offensive coordinator, you know, he just kind of got thrown on him. And uh, so it, it took a little time there. And, and that's exactly why I went out and hired Drew. You know, he's somebody that knows what they're doing, somebody that's great, somebody that's great with kids, someone that's energetic, someone that's um, probably better than me. You know, and, and so I'm like, I can be a head coach now. I can do all the little things, and I don't have to worry about um, what, what's going on defense or on offense. So it's going to be it's going to be a great year, honestly. Yeah, I feel like a, a lot of head coaches, especially you know when, when they get that opportunity. Uh, when they're young, you know, they, they go in there and they try to say, well, this is what I'm going to take over and I'm going to be in charge of it. And it kind of not, not necessarily setting out to, but you kind of ignore half of what's going on. 
you know, mm-hmm. with your guys. And so, you know, it's good that you were able to see like, hey, I need to do things a little different. And, you know, I mean, I know from working with Drew, everything you said about him is true. You know, he's great with kids and uh, very enthusiastic. And I know he's going to keep it simple on defense. He's going to make sure you guys are aligned and, and all those things. So, um, you know, Drew, why don't you kind of talk about why it was a good time for, for you to make that move for yourself and your family? Um, yeah, well, so my uh, reason we moved away from Kansas City was my wife started working in Topeka. And so we moved to Lawrence, uh, so our drives would be about halfway each. Um, and then, you know, I, I just was to the point where I was kind of tired of driving. My kids were getting close to being in school, and um, I had known Sean from playing uh, at Fort Hayes. And, you know, the opportunity was there, and I kind of jumped at it. I'm excited to um, get after it, um, you know, with somebody that I highly respect and in uh, a city that I feel is pretty thirsty for some success in football yeah that that you know i mean it it, it's definitely understandable you know i i hated to you know personally see you leave east you know just because i felt like we became pretty good friends over the last five years but you know i mean i totally get it that you know that the drive from lawrence to shawnee mission east every day is is a grind and that adds you know over an hour to your day with, with travel and and all that so you know, uh, I was excited for you to, you know, get an opportunity. And, and sometimes change is a good thing and can kind of re- reinvigorate that uh, enthusiasm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, know, you know, I learned a lot five years at East. You know, we had a heck of a lot of success. You know, a great coaching staff, um, great kids. Um, and I hope to um, bring some of that mentality and some of that, that knowledge um, to Eudora and, um, you know, continue what Sean's already kind of been doing and, and, and kind of go above and beyond and see how good we can be and, um, you know, see how, how much success we can have. Yeah. So, you know, it's definitely been a weird spring, you know, with no physical school happening. You know, Drew, you were kind of putting a, a bow on your, your time at East via distance learning, you know, and, and all those things these last few months. And, I know, you know, Sean, you guys were kind of doing the same thing, but you guys have now started summer workouts. So, Drew, how are you kind of starting to to build relationships with guys now that you can finally get in front of them and, and they can see who you are? Um, so so what Coach Hayden, the plan that he laid out, is uh, we have three, three groups per session, um, and then we have six sessions of weights. And so um, with, with the social distancing and all of the guidelines, we're allowed mm-hmm. to have 14 kids per group. And so I work with the same 14 kids, session one, session two, session three, session four. So I'm getting to know those kids. Um, and it's not all the kids on the team and not all the kids that, that you know, that I'm going to eventually know. But I'm getting to build some relationships um, just, you know, this week alone, just with the same group of kids. And they're getting to know me and I'm getting to know them. So, you know, come – camp and come you know when we get to practice and whatnot it's going to be good to already know some faces um and and you know see the things that they can do athletically and that can help us um you know be successful yeah how um i mean how is kind of your your implementation plan you know are you completely overhauling the the defense that has been in place are you just kind of changing a few things and how kind of what's your plan to do that 
through this summer that's not going to be, you know, typical summer here in Kansas high school football? Um, you know, I mean, I think, I mean, I guess you could say it's a systematic change. We're going to go to a 3-4 um, from a, the, in the other four-down team. But, you know, I mean, we coach, we, we get it. Like, at the end of the day, you know, you're going to line up to whatever the offense gives you. And yeah. so, you know, our kids, it might be called something different or it might read something different on the newspaper. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, we're going to line up and try to play as fast as possible. Um, you know, fortunately for me with the social distancing um, and not being in school, I was actually able to sit in um, with um, Sean and his and football team, and we've already started doing installs. Um, so um, I would say almost 80 90% of the things that we're going to do, the kids have heard. Now, they haven't done it, but they've heard it. They've been explained it. They've watched it on film. So we're going to have a huge leg up come – July when we do get after it in football. Um, I think one of the biggest things with being able to play fast is, is knowing what you need to do and understanding it. And so the kids have already heard it. Um, so they're, you know, they're going to be able to line up. Now, again, it's not going to be perfect, but instead of having to keep one, we're going to be able to, you know, build on what they've already learned. I mean, that's another nice part about um, what we're doing with the weight room um, is, is I'm already talking to kids about, you know, there's names of stuff. So there might be four or five kids um, in, the, in the groups that I have that know where to line up, know what to do, and that's only going to help everyone else as we get going. Yeah, we know from coaching, you know, it's, it's always easier when you have a kid or two that, that's on the field that understands the defense just as well as you do and can help guys get lined up because, you know, there, there's always going to be one or two guys that just for whatever reason don't quite figure it out, but – they got somebody around them that, that can help them out. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and I know, I mean, I know you were already kind of watching some film, you know, way back kind of the last time we saw each other back in March. And, I mean, I'm sure you've, you've been studying and you kind of, you know, although things do fluctuate a little bit from year to year, but I'm sure some game plan things, you know, what is there? Is there a bunch of that that you you guys have already talked about the two of you? Kind of what you're thinking on some of these teams. Well, I don't think um, we've had like long conversations, but I think you know in our huddle installs and stuff, um, I've already been. I think the biggest thing for me was just getting familiar with the league and and what we're going to see. So. Very nice. Uh, who are some of the other schools that are in that you guys will be playing this year? Um, we have a uh, Payola, and uh, you know they're probably the best four A football team. Uh, that's not me age. Um, Tongi, who's up there, you know they didn't even play each other and they were in the same league, but they're they were really stinking good last year. Tong and Oxy, um, Bonner Springs, very very athletic. They have a new head coach. Um, Kansas City Piper, very very athletic, um, and uh, and he's done a good job there. We have Lewisburg. Traditional powerhouse, um, Baldwin, who's been really good, um, and Ottawa. You know, and bef- before the age started uh, representing the East on um, the four A, you know, our our league represented every single year. So, you know, it's it's really good football. Yeah, and you guys are in the western side of the bracket, right? We're in the east. Oh, you're in the east. Okay, okay. Um, so I wish we were in the west. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I mean, 
it's it's very you know I mean obviously Miege is is on an incredible run here uh, you know but you have to kind of look at them as, as the measuring stick for this side of the state in 4A you know and, and I don't want to get into the whole public versus private debate you know and, and all that I mean I, we could talk about that probably for two days but uh, what what kind of is your What's the team that you look at that you're like, man, if we can if we can beat these guys, like we, we've made serious strides. First, let me let me touch on the music thing. Um, I tell my kids all the time, why 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 why, why talk about Miege? Um, when you guys can't even get the kids out in our school. If we got every single able bodied male in our school that should be playing football, playing football, we're gonna be playing Miege and we're gonna be playing them well. So do that first and then start talking about Miege. You know, and, and we're not scared. I mean, we would love that opportunity. We'd love that um, opportunity to play the best. Um, mm-hmm. But right now, you know, if we can beat Paola, you know, that, that's how, how we've made it in our league. And they're, they're really good and they're well coached and they're tough and they get off the ball. That's who we want to be. And that's what we're going to be. I like that. I like that attitude. That's nice. That's good. That's good to hear that. Um, do you guys have kind of a schedule about when things are going to start moving to kind of more normal, or are you guys kind of on a wait and see thing right now? Yeah, it's all. It's all like a, we might do this. We might do this. Yeah. So, and I, and I feel bad for my coaches because I, I I don't know if they think I'm not doing my job. But here's the deal: I can't like we can't do much yet. You know, right. and, and so. With the way the summer's currently set up, you know, last year we had already be doing football. We already had football camp, and we'd be doing a pageant camp next week. Well, we're not going to even start football till um, July, which is honestly really good. Um, you know, our kids right now, they're just kind of getting, in, you know, some mobility and getting in shape. We're, we're not going to be injured because we're not going to be getting in the squat rack too soon, you know, and, and loading up the bar too much. You know, with football, we'd, we'd go through all this football in June – and then we'd be off, and the kids would forget it. So now, once we get the kids in July, we have the kids, and and I think it's going to be a good positive thing. Yeah, that's a that's a really good way to look at it too. Um, now, you guys already have you guys. We are. Yeah, does everybody have their schedules as far as like who they're playing and what dates? Or are we still oh, waiting yeah. on that yeah. too? They no, do. That, and that case should release that a while ago. And that should be good to go, right? Like those are. I mean, as far as we know. Like all those dates are going to be set, I, and we're going to be playing. <laughs> I haven't heard anything otherwise. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I hope so. I mean, yeah. God, what, what, what is what is Midwest? What is the Midwest without Friday night football? Honestly, right. You know that yeah. is your town. You know we have so many people that you know come to our football games. It's a social event. It is. It is the thing to do. You know, you take that away from the community. That's sad. So I. I I assume we're going to play football, and it's going to it's going to be exciting. Fall is the most exciting part of the school year. You know, your, your football team wins; it sets the tone for the rest of your sports. You know, so I, I you know, I hope I hope we do. Yeah, and that'll be good because everybody will be pretty hungry for some sports. And so I think your Friday, you I mean your Friday nights are going to be even crazier than they were uh, just on like a normal year. Everybody's going to be out there um, being really excited and, and, and ready to go. So. I know I'm I'm ready to go. I can watch yeah, anything right I mean, now. I, I know, you know, Drew, you and you and I have talked about how, you know, kind of the, the kickoff to the school year and, and Sean just mentioned it too, but you know, the, the football season is so important to how your school year is gonna kinda go. I mean and and I'm just I'm ready to get it going. I mean, I'm glad that, 
you guys are able to do some things right now, you know, maybe not 100% football related, but at least be around kids and work with them. How exciting is that, you know, that, that you guys are able to do that right now? Uh, me or uh, Drew? Either, either of you, both of you. Go ahead, John. You go first. Well, you know, um, and I don't know what Drew thinks about this, but personally, in my opinion, you know, Eudora kids are such a pleasure to work with. And, you know, you, you, kind of, you can go watch any of my, you know, Twitter videos or whatever. My, all my classmates are mixed. All my waitress, um in the summer are now mixed. They weren't last year. But it doesn't matter to the kids. I mean, they're going to work hard. And, um, and I love that. You know, I do like having a football session in the summer, but, you know, uh, I like working with all kids. I, I love being a waste teacher. So, you know, and these kids are a pleasure to work with, honestly. They, they, they bust their tail. They, they come. They, uh, you know, and they work hard. Yeah. Um, I agree completely. Um, you know, I grew up in Hayes, which is a 4A school also. Um, and it, it Eudora reminds me very much of um, the type of kids um, that I grew up with. And then, I'm, you know, I'm lucky to coach them. You know, they show up. They work hard. Um, you know, just today I was talking to two or three of them that said they were, you know, out bailing hay until, you know, 11 o'clock at night. Um, and then I can tell you just from my experience and um, in coaching in, in different places that those are the type of kids that you can win with. Um, and so, you know, just like Sean said, you know, working with all the kids, getting to meet them, getting to, uh, you know, build those relationships has been huge. Um, it's only going to make it, you know, more exciting come fall, you know, when things get rolling. And here, I mean, here's another good indicator. Um, you know, I, we opened up the session this year. I didn't say you had to come at six, you had to come at this. I just said, sign up and we'll put you anywhere. And within, um, within eight hours, you know, we were almost full up with sign up. You know, I, I was going to add more sessions. And, and that six o'clock session, all my football players signed up. I mean, a lot of my football players signed up. That ain't how they tell them you come in early. They just want to come in early. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and they like it. So it's a good sign, I think. Yeah. I, I know it's got to be great, you know, kind of getting back in a routine. And, you know, especially in your smaller communities, it's a little easier because it's not as condensed, you know, here in the city. Unfortunately, you know, the, the district I'm in, Shawnee Mission, Olathe, both made the decision that we can't do any anything with with the kids until July 6th. Um, I think Blue Valley is going to start with kind of uh, the next phase with outdoor activities, the Blue Valley District, and then I think the Lawrence District also is kind of on that path to start about mid-June with, with some things. So, you know, you, you guys and, and among other schools that are, you know, able to keep the sessions small and still get, you know, all your, your athletes and your kids that want to be there through. So how how was it um, kind of organizing that, Sean, just getting – saying, okay, these are the rules, this is how many kids we can have, this is how many coaches. And, and I mean, was it a, a long process for you to kind of divide up and figure out, okay, we got to have six sessions and this many groups per session and, and this and that? Well, it was – the toughest part was getting kids um, – so we just sent out a Google form. My AD was awesome. She, uh, she did a lot of that. You know, I'm not very, you know, good at the Google Forms and things like that. But 
you know, we put out a Google form and just said, you know, what what are your top three times? What four do you want to play? And uh, then, you know, that, that, that response would automatically fill in. And then I would try to group them up, you know, try to keep football players together, try to keep soccer players together um, and, and whatnot. But it was actually pretty tough because literally um, I think I had a – we had a new baby on Friday – and then the next Monday, we're starting weights. So I had like to kind of throw it together. Whoa. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yay. Busy guy. Yeah. Is, is yeah. that your well, first child? So no, it's the second one. Second one. Okay. And uh, yeah, originally I scheduled football camp this first week of June before COVID. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife's like, because well, he, was, he was supposed to be due, due June 5th. And I was like, she's like, why? Why? Why did you schedule football camp when I was doing? I said, "Well, I never thought you'd make it that far." <laughs> so, our, our first one was, uh, you know, a, a premature thirty-two weeks. So, and I figured this was going to happen again. So, I just scheduled football camp. So, yeah. I almost got a divorce. Uh, oh, I was fortunate, you know, both both with when both of my daughters were born. One was February, and one was March. So, I didn't have to, you know, fight fight that battle during the season. I can't imagine, you know, kind of – this is typically when we get into our busy time as coaches. And, you know, so I, I can't imagine uh, raising a, a newborn baby right now too and trying to get all this going. Yeah, I, you know, and it, and it makes a difference. Honestly, as a head coach, you if your wife isn't on board and, and makes it tough on you, you're not going to make it. And she does a great job. You know, and I've seen coaches that they, they're great coaches and just cannot make it work because, you know, they can't be – they can't give the time commitment. And she understands if I'm if I'm away and I, I've got to be away, i gotta, I got to go be around my kids. They're, they're important to me too. You know, my family's not less important to me. Um, but those kids need me. The coaches, you know, will need me. You know, and you know how it is. If I get home and I don't have all my work done, I'm, my mind's not going to be at home. She understands mm-hmm. that. She doesn't agree. Oh. Yeah, it, it it definitely takes a special type of woman to to be married to a coach, you know. And I mean, even as as, as an assistant, you know, I, I learned in my first marriage: if your wife's not on board, it's not going to be a good situation for anyone. So, and, and as a head coach, I'm sure it's even even more, you know, because you're you're in charge of the whole thing. You know, not just one piece. Yeah, and I think the thing I did from year one to year two that made a difference um, was understanding that things can wait. You know, things can wait. Emails can wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I didn't realize that. I was, like, always on call. So uh, yeah, that was a big thing. And then also, you know, you know my first, like, seven, eight years of coaching, you know, it was an everyday thing. There was never a break. And so last year we, you know, we just we gave the kids Saturday off. Coaches, you know, you you do your own work on Saturday when I'm coming in. And it was refreshing, honestly. It, it, it made every week so much better. Yeah, I know that's one thing, you know, uh, another thing that, you know, since I started coaching way back in 2003, I mean, we had, you know, we might have one VHS tape of our opponent. And so, you know, your whole staff has to kind of share that tape. So you have to be together to watch it. I mean, Huddle has made that 
process go a lot quicker to where, you know, each guy on Saturday can be responsible for different pieces of data and, and put that in and, you know, hey, they get that in and then your coordinator can review it and, and do all those things and then kind of send out, hey, this is the game plan. Or, you know, you can make a phone call or send a couple texts. Hey, what are you thinking about this formation? Or, you know, what are you thinking about this particular play? I mean, all, all, Huddle has just simplified it to, to me dr- drastically. Yeah, no doubt. And now with, now with Zoom, <laughs> you know, yeah. we could even we could even do that, you know. So um, there's there's no reason, I don't think, to not be a family man and be a football coach. So. Yeah, it's, it's definitely made it easier, you know. Um, you know, Drew, I know, I know the last kind of few years, you know, that's that's what we've done at, at East is, you know, kind of we each do our work on Saturday and, you know, there might be a few texts sent back and forth. But um, is that is that kind of how, you know, you're going to continue to do it on defense over there? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think the big thing is, is you know, um, get as much as we can done Saturday, um, get all the data put in, all that, all that, all that breakdown stuff. And, and then I'm going to try to kind of follow off what, what Coach Long's lead and send out that, uh, like a, like a screencast video, um, of kind of my thoughts and kind of some stuff that that way, once we get to meet in person, we can take as, uh, as, as few, you know, as few as much time as we need to, um, and get after it, but make sure we're doing it, doing it smart, doing it, doing it right. And, and that we're all on the same page when we leave. Yeah, those those videos definitely, you know, were a good thing that that Coach Long did. You know that that way when we did get there on Sunday, we kind of already knew where his head was at with you know what he was thinking on the defensive game plan for the week, and you know that way we were all kind of on the same page. And if we had different ideas, you know, we we could talk about those beforehand or bring them to the meeting and say, hey, why don't we try this or, or whatever it may have been. All right, guys. So, uh, you know, we like to end the uh, end the interviews with uh, probably the most important question. Uh, you know, it's just it, it's it, you got to really got to think really hard. You got to make a, a decision. So, and I'll start with uh, let's see. I'll, I'll go ahead and start with Drew. Favorite barbecue, KC. We may have already. Did we ask you this before? I can't remember. Maybe. Oh, maybe. But, but whatever. Let's just favorite. let's go again. LC's. Oh. I don't think I don't. Yeah, I think you're the second guy that said LC, or maybe it was. It's been you twice. I don't I'm know. Not, no, somebody I'm else said LC. I remember. There's definitely LC. That's what's up. I got a buddy. I got a buddy that actually works like close to there, and he he's he swears by LCs. He's like, man, I think that place is burned down like three times or caught on fire. He's like, that's that that's how I know, man. It's really good or whatever. But like LCs is kind of like a little little secret. Like not everybody knows about it. And it's, it's awesome. So. Yeah. Great answer. All right, Coach Sean, what you got, man? What's a, what's the best barbecue? Now you're going to be a little bit different coming from the opposite area. Yeah. Give us a, give us a place. Well, I don't have the best experience. Um, I kind of like once I had Joe's, I never went anywhere else. Hey, you know. Okay. But uh, I did go to Q39 the other day, and it was pretty darn good. I'd have to give it a few more shots to, to see, but it's probably Joe's right now. Yeah, Joe's. What's the uh, yeah. what's the plate of choice at Joe's? Like if you go to Joe's, Z-Man. Z-Man, Z-Man, yeah, I like that man. That's the easy one. A little Z-Man, some fries, that's yeah. good yeah. stuff. 
Very popular, very popular. Yeah, choice. Joe's is like, Joe's is like the heavy favorite right now. Usually, yeah, I'd say if Joe's. we all of our guests, if we if we went back and watched all the shows, you know, maybe that maybe that's something uh, Ryan can do this week is go back and find out everybody's answers to the to the best barbecue. And yeah, is that possible? Yeah, thanks, man. Go back website. and go back and watch a yeah. hundred uh, some episodes yeah, and, some and, and watch and figure it out. <laughs> thanks, man. Yeah. No, um, so as we get you guys out of here, um, you know, uh, we, we thank you for joining. Kind of, Drew, sum up kind of your, your experience this week and, and what you're most excited about moving forward here uh, in your new spot. Um, I think the biggest thing is just um, the excitement of, of getting after it, um, kind of going from special teams to defensive coordinator. Um, and, you know, kind of implementing what we did, but also with some of my spin on things mm-hmm. and, and seeing how, seeing how successful and see how, seeing how fast we can pick it up. And, um, you know, once we get rolling, seeing how good we can be. So that's the biggest thing for me. Um, and then obviously the excitement of, of, of a new, new job and a new school and new coaching staff and, and new kid. So. Yep. All right. Uh, Coach Hayden, um, what is kind of, your, your summary of, you know, you, you made some staff changes and you're getting ready to embark on, on the season and this journey. Kind of what's your, your message and your take on, on everything that's been going on with your team? I mean, this is, what I've been, this is why they hired me this year. I mean, they told me that from the very beginning. They said, they, my, my bosses, my ministers told me, stick with us. It's going to get fun. And I think this is the year that's going to start happening. You know, we – we played a lot of sophomores last year, a few freshmen, uh, and our our, soft, our juniors, sophomore freshmen, uh, had a lot of experience, and then our seniors bring back a lot of key players. So it's going to be fun, honestly. And then the staff, I, I really like the staff. They're all focused. You know, you, you want to hire guys that um, that you trust to do, to do the work, and and that was some of the hardest things I uh, you know I dealt with the first couple of years is I spent too much time. Um, worry about everybody else's work and, and now that you can delegate and just let them do their job and you trust them uh you know they're going to do great things well fantastic uh wish you guys the best of luck and you know i hope that uh down the road you're you're playing bishop Miege in the playoffs at some point uh later this year in uh november be awesome thank you yep thanks cool. guys thanks guys Boom. All right, boom! Another great interview. Uh, two guys, you know, uh, Coach Sean Hayden. First interaction with him, really. But uh, Drew had been on the the show before, and like I said, good friend. And, yeah, that'd be know, cool. Great hopefully, guy. Hopefully, great we get coach. to have him on again. Uh, yeah. Whenever, uh, whenever they're they're in the middle of their undefeated season, yeah, and, uh, getting ready. That last little statement he made kind of gets you fired up a little bit. Like mm-hmm. he's like, "This is why I got hired. This is the year. Let's go." I'm like, "Man, that's that's that." Yeah, his kids need to watch that because he's showing right there. He's got faith in all the work they're doing, and he's also got a lot of faith uh, in his coordinators and his staff. So, keep an eye out for Eudora. Definitely, um, you know, it, everybody knows that you know it's it's a tough situation in four A in the East. Uh, you know, Bishop Miege is I think is it five in a row, six in a row, something like that. That's state champions, but you know he he didn't he didn't kind of back down. I like how Coach Hayden's like, hey. If we can play them and see where we are, if we can get all of our kids out that are in our building that should be playing football, 
then we can stack up against those guys. He did not shy away from that, and so I mean that that's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, I love, I love it too. It. I'm ready to get I'm ready to get some high school football going and and, and get that get it going, man. Just yeah. some something. I mean it it it, uh, it gets me fired up. You know, maybe I uh, you know maybe I'll uh, have my wife run me out to Eudora and I'll coach some of their kids for the next few weeks since I can't do anything with Sean Mission. Are you just going to show up and be <laughs> yeah, like, hey, give me, a, give me a, let me get a shirt real quick. <laughs> let me, let get me get do a, something, please. Get, yeah. I'm, I'm itching right now. Let me carry some water or something. I mean, something. I yeah, just be a, a couple of the uh, yeah. Midwest Mike assistant out there, man. Yeah. Let's um, go. But, yeah, so Major League Baseball, we, we started to kind of touch on that yeah. early on. It's not looking good. Well, so uh, the new – you know, we we all kind of want baseball to get going because that's like typically the summertime sport going on right now. Yep. And so, you know, we saw some new negotiations. Basically, it's like a prorated. Uh, the owners are kind of backing down. They want to do kind of a more prorated uh, type pay, which means like whatever. If there's normally 162 games, uh, and they end up playing 81 games, they get it's a prorated salary, so half salary, um, fully guaranteed because baseball is always guaranteed. Um, but no word on it if the players are going to go for that. I don't know um, where that's going to go. Uh, a lot of people have said, like, I saw one tweet out today that was like, let's make uh, MLB like 22 games. That way every game is like super intense, like every NFL okay. game, right? Because, you know, like baseball is 162 games, and while I enjoy baseball, it's not even close to the intensity of like any other sport because it's such a marathon. But if, 20, if you did like 20 you games. 22, yeah. Every game counts. Every game's crazy, like insane, like bullpen switches the whole game and stuff like that. It'd be fun. It'd be like playoff atmosphere the whole year. Yeah. So, so we'll see. Jim, but, you moved your mic closer. Yeah. Jim, you, have, you, got, you, have, you got a comment? Yeah, did you see the breaking news yesterday by Adam Schaffner? Oh, yeah, that the NFL training camps have to take place at the team facility. I did see that. So yeah, that, sucks that means – That sucks for St. Joe. Man. Yeah, I mean – That's that, one that, of their big, big se- economic- Several. I mean, I mean, several cities, but yes, locally, St. Joe. Yeah, I thought um, about that. You know, no, no Chiefs training camp up there this year. You know, I, I'm a Cowboys fan, so Oxnard, California, no Dallas tr- Cowboys training camp. But they did just build a new facility at the Star there in Frisco. So, so is yeah, they'll be good. Dallas be closer good. than X R uh, X. What did you say it was? It's in Frisco. Oh, the, Frisco. the training facility. Where's the Where's the the uh, stadiums in Arlington? No, no, we talking about the uh, training camp. The training camp. Where is it held at? Uh, I would guess they'll do it at the Star but in where, Frisco. No, no, where, 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 where was, what was the city you oh, said? Oh, Oxnard, California. Where's Oxnard? Where is that? I have no idea well, where it is in California. I was getting ready. I thought it was Oxnard, Texas, what you were getting no. ready to say. Oxnard, California. Yeah. yeah, definitely Dallas is. You may have to go to training camp in Dallas this year. Well, oh. I, I don't know. I, it the depends. Trip, no, they're not letting. Are they letting from the parking lot? Are they going to let? They're not letting. Are they going to let fans? Do a show from the parking lot, though. Oh, we'll just hey. say yeah, and we'll try. We'll make a uh, show about Let's about go. trying to get you Gary mean? inside. Yeah, yeah. He it works. Could, it could be like uh, where all your Dallas gear. He works here. No, it, it could be Dallas. like year. So years ago, uh, when Valley Ranch was still operational, um, for for those that have never been there, Valley Ranch was the former headquarters before the Star opened in Frisco. Um, it was just in the middle of a neighborhood. There was a grocery store behind it. You know, uh, there was – if I can find it, I'll post it on social media, but there's a picture of me and Bryant in front of the, the sign, five-time world champion, Cowboys, blah, blah, blah. So, anyway, I was going up on this hill trying to – because there were Chiefs players. Chiefs are only three away. Huh? Chiefs are only three away. That's right. Okay. <laughs> That's right. So I, I, there, I mean, there were players coming in, five. in and out of this door, but you're far enough back that you can't really see who they are. 
And so I kind of climbed up this hill and I'm standing on this hill and I'm kind of leaning over and, and the security guy comes up in a golf cart and he's like, Hey, Mr. Jones doesn't like anybody standing on the hill. So I, I had to leave the hill and dang it. You know, I, I almost just took a run for it toward the building to see if I could get in, but you know, I, I didn't want to go to jail. So hey, three I just left the hill. Three Pete and we're tied with Dallas. Yeah. If you, if you you'd be the only no, team be a, three in a row. Yeah. No, it'll be if, five. if we're at two, yeah, we, need, we need we need three, three more. more. So we need three a, like a three. It'd be like a four in a row no, type four, thing. Yeah, four. Yeah, there you go. Sure. Yeah, let's go. It's it's it is possible. If, if we could get within one of them, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, but who's it, the lead? The leader is uh, who's the lead? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh six six. six yeah, Dallas and San Fran have five. I, I think New England has five now, right? No, New England's got six. Hey, is, is Bradshaw still counting all the ones he's at? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Dallas, Dallas has the most Super Bowl right. appearances. Yeah, yeah, I believe. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, all the way through. Yeah, um, but, well, um, yeah, I think New England's got six. I was counting them up the other day. Okay. So I think it's six. He's just he's so ready to move on because Dallas is at number one. <laughs> no, I, I I love it. I hope the Chiefs do go back to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get into more predictions later, but my early prediction is. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do not win that division. Yeah, that's the big one because I th- I think they do. So I, I don't. But anyway, okay. Well, well let me we'll break that down more later. Other flag on the other side. Okay. Can the Royals, if the baseball comes, put together a really good season, a shortened season, put together a really good package? Let's go. Can, you think they can do it? Do you th- yes. Because I mean, you know that will make a difference. Right now, the Royals are tied for first in Major League Baseball. You got to come out. That's running. funny, yeah. You got to come out running though in a shortened season. You it's do. Gonna, so yeah, it's going to be a lot different. If, if I think, I think the strategy of the season changes if it is shortened. Like if it's like Austin was saying, if it's twenty-two games, I think your your strategy changes a little bit. You know, on your pitchers and and different things like who's throwing what day because we all know in a hundred and sixty-two game season. There are days which th- those guys are professionals and they go out and try, but there are days where they're like, uh, "I'm going to take a day off. I'm not going to go play today because I just want to rest." Well, yeah, I mean, you know, guys I, like, I, it's yeah, a heck of a road trip, so I'm going to take a day off. You know, even even like and players in the NBA do that. It, even you know? even NBA got because yeah. NBA was 82 games. Even guys in the NBA do that where they take a game off to rest because it's like, hey, we're up like 10 in our division. Yeah, it's worth it for me to rest now to like try to go up like 12 or 13. So I'll take off the game against like the worst team in the league or whatever. Um, the thing about the Royals is it, it basically what it'll be it'll be new manager, yeah, new manager. New it'll owner. be yeah, it'll be pitching because this will be if, if they do do like this the super short season, it'll be like playoffs where it's yeah. pitching hardcore where the scores aren't high, the super crazy, but you're going to get some nice performances because the guys will guys will go out there and go sling. You'll see some starters get worked into the bullpen because they'll probably only roll with. Four, star, you know, three or four stars instead of the five or six they do during the regular season. So did, I hope it does happen. I don't, I don't know if it will, but I hope it does. Did you see where uh, Phil Mickelson said he wants Patrick Mahomes for every one of these next charity things that Tiger and him? Oh, for the match. Did I didn't see, see that. He wants Pat. He 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 actually said he wanted Patrick Mahomes from here on out. The dude can he actually I, I've seen videos of of has slinging the golf cup around. He's actually pretty good. That's the only sporting I, event, major I, sporting event we've had, isn't it? I'll tell you what, the I match, think yeah. it would I would love it 
and you know I'm not the hugest golf guy, but if they somehow got Michael Jordan to agree to do it with Isaiah Thomas being the other guy, never happened. I know, but here, a, a guy can like that. That's I know my what you're dream. saying. I know what you're saying. That's my dream, Michael. Thing. Like, Michael would have to make sure that like in order for those him to do two that, all day on the golf course, he would have going to at each other. He would have to like see everybody's salaries and make sure he was getting paid more than. Uh, more than Isaiah was, or he probably wouldn't even do it. And then he'd probably be doing side bets on every single shot. Oh, he, he would, would bet on. Every, I mean, I think Michael Jordan is the number one guy I want to see in the match. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily care who the other guy is, but because I know Michael Jordan on every hole is going to be like, "Hey, I got a thousand dollars. I hit it uh, closer to the pin than <laughs> he's going to be more worried about the side bets than the freaking oh, yeah. charity. Oh, absolutely. Well, no, he'll he'll give it to charity too. On he, he's he's seen, but he's, yeah, have you seen that thing like? Uh, We've probably talked about. That. I don't know if we talked about it here. Ricky Fowler came out and said the best way to get ready for a for a tour, uh, for like a tour like a championship uh, PJ tour, like whatever, is actually to hit, hit up MJ and play him for a round because MJ wants to bet you on every hole, so it gets your intensity level up, like mm-hmm. going into going into the match or whatever. Yeah. So it's like so MJ r- routinely plays PGA guys. I got you one Midwest Mike sponsored golf tournament. You wouldn't need a crowd with this idea. Okay. You could do it as a fantasy football draft type thing with golf where the pro golfer, say there's there's 30, 36 teams of two, two-man teams. Right. You got two two groups on each, four, four guys, two groups on each, two teams on each hole, 18 holes. And the, and the pro golfer gets to bid or whatever for um, their – they're amateur, um, but you know, pro baseball, football, whatever. Or man, that'd be a lot of fun. Actually, that would be a. Yeah. Ton it was like a little I, like I a, a little that. draft we, or whatever. We should have brought that this together. Up. Drew, Drew is a big golf guy. Oh so yeah, I remember that. Drew, yeah, yeah I forgot. Off season, Drew, Drew plays hardcore. You put that together. Yeah, I'll put it together. I mean, Gary said you're put it together. The, the, the TV money alone on that. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, that'd be oh, really yeah. that'd be really fun if hey, they could get all those guys out there. So golf tournament. There you go. Pro, um, pro versus pro, like pro a pro versus pro, pro. So we did, though. <laughs> pro versus pro amateur. How about that? Yeah, I like that. We, we did, though, this week um, get some really, really good news about things kind of transitioning back to normal. Uh, on Twitter, it was announced that the 810 Varsity Combines have set dates and locations which they originally announced it back at show 100. It was supposed to take place in April and early May. Obviously, COVID um, took care of that and wiped it out. But uh, Wayne tagged us in the tweet. Uh, oh, cool. And it is July 11th and 18th. Right now, both are set to take place at um, St. Pius in the new stadium. Oh, sweet. Okay. Um, Pembroke's getting a new stadium. Are they really? Oh, the whole the whole thing's torn oh, down wow. now. Um, but yeah, so that's right, cool. right now that that's the plan uh, for him to do both of those at St. Pius the tenth. But he is maybe going to try to get a Kansas Not location the for the second one. But uh, <laughs> Wayne Wayne is working on that, and I will reach out to Wayne here in the next couple of weeks. We'll get him to come on the show and talk more about it. I do know that if, if any of you out there are parents of a an athlete that was registered previously, you should have already received an email about your new date um, based on which combine you had registered for or if you registered for both. But 
to me, that's exciting. That means, you know, f- football's coming. They'll have a bunch of college coaches out there watching your athlete. I think it's I think it's like a hundred bucks for both combines to register or sixty bucks for one, something like that. Um, but you can uh eight ten uh varsity combines is the uh Twitter handle for Wayne. So just you, you can do that and then reach out to him and get all the information. But I'm excited because, you know, we, we were going to try to do a live show from one of the two or maybe both, you know, have you, have you click out there covering it. We'll, like I said, we'll reach out to Wayne and, and we'll get all that stuff worked out on, on kind of what, how that's going to go. But football's coming back, man. Pretty sweet. We're, we're getting we've, there. We've had those guys on the show. We brought their, uh, I like their championship belt they have. Yeah. They brought that on the, it's cool. They brought it on the show here and then they brought it at the, at the, the show helmet. 100. In the, the helmet. Yeah, in the helmet. Yeah, they had that at Show One Hundred. Huh. the big A ten varsity helmet. That's um, funny. I don't. I. That's how crazy <laughs> Show One Hundred got. We, I did, I did not remember the helmet. <laughs> but yeah, you, um, you remember putting on the on on the Green Bay helmet back there, right? The Grandview. Nah, Green it's Bay. Grandview. I tried. I don't know. If, uh, Gary. I think Gary tried off camp. I tried. It's a little. It's a little snug. It doesn't fit my big head. Well, actually, I think I can get it on. I don't know. My head gets bigger every show we do. I believe that. You know, we talk about the Cowboys. Yeah, talk about the Cowboys. So what we do is we talk about the show, and his head gets bigger. We start talking about the Cowboys' problems, and his head gets a little smaller. And then he's like, in '95, <laughs> that, we were good. Wife's, that's how his wife keeps his head small at home, right? Bring up, the, bring, bring up the boys. <laughs> oh, I have a comment there, uh, well, but I'm gonna okay, leave that alone. Okay, so you're still talking bring about up, football here. Uh, will California change their outlook? I mean, no. Sports. They already have. They have. Okay, so they. So I had been told the that governor some, loosened his stance. I had already been told that some of the games have been rescheduled. That Cal, this, the the uh, yeah the Cal- governor what are we talking about California. Stance. We're talking about high school. Initially, no. Oh, California said like no pro or college things were going to happen at all. When um, like this year? Like, yeah, like he said. He said he was not going to allow public universities to open at all in the fall. I wonder what and changes. So, I, mean, I wonder USC, what changes UCLA, stance. Well, uh, they money. only rescheduled some of the games. Uh, maybe money. money. Yeah, it's money. Yeah. Money um, and pressure. Yeah. Money I think and pressure yeah. more than money. They're like, hey man, I think it's uh, pressure due to lack of money. How about like, that? Yeah, like basically, lack, lack of campaign you, money. They're, maybe they're like USC. We can't have any uh, USC football games. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. not good. We're gonna talk to all of our all of our alumni. Uh, maybe your campaign money not so much the next time. Oh, oh, oh. yeah, uh, yeah, you're. Uh, yeah, you're okay. So, I, and I don't know exactly how much he <laughs> loosened it, but I do know he loosened his stance. So, well, and we'll Good learn. Deal. We'll learn a lot after um, this next weekend because that was the Lake of the Ozarks uh, um, party. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, Central. party cove. Um, why is Lake that, o- party that was cove. like that was party pools? I saw that was like, hey, why is Lake of the Ozarks t- trending on Twitter? On CNN. Pulled it up. I was like, must be having a good time. They're having a good time. And it, it's a little bit, it was a little snug. So we'll find out kind of, you know, if our immune systems have gotten used to it. And that'll tell us a lot about fall and fall sports, I yeah. think, and, and how, and how uh, we open back up for actually playing games yeah. with crowds. Yeah. We, it's, got, it's just got to be done in a, in a smart way. You know, but it needs to be, it needs it, be done, but smart way. Until then, I guess, have a good time at the Lake of the Ozarks. Have a good time at the Lake. I heard the week before was just the same way. It really? Uh-huh. See, I saw a, uh, I saw a picture from somebody I'm friends with on Facebook. They, she went, like, 
last weekend or something, and there was like nobody there. I heard so or heard, last weekend, I think so. No, no I, one's I there. So I it's, on, yeah, I saw on Twitter that somebody said Patrick Mahomes was at the Shady Gator where where that one dude that tested positive was, and you know, I think I think Patrick is immune to anything. I think I think the NFL and the United States loves him so much. He's been they they've, oh, got, was, they've got him taken care yeah, of. Yeah, I think somehow. so. He'll be okay. Yeah, he'll be fine. Um, so. You got anything else? Yeah, I mean, one thing that's kind of cool that we can look forward to, uh, and I had I seen it on Twitter, and, and I can't remember dates or anything like that, but NBA has actually got a structure going on now to whether uh, they're flying in, I think, 22 teams. 22? Mm-hmm. 13. 13 from the West, 9 from the East. They're going to do like – actually going to do like a regu- a little bit like a small regular season They've kind of finished stuff up. Then they're going to run a tournament um, all in the same location. The finals actually won't happen. They have a schedule now. Finals won't happen until – October, and so we're actually going to get it a kind of a finale you know to the NBA year. Fun? What if you did kind of the college thing with sixty four? Te- well, I guess it's like sixty eight teams. Now. It's more like all the teams see them all. They, wait, you know what? I think the thing, the reason they're leaving some of the teams out is they don't they don't reward some of the worst teams because originally they were going to include all the teams, and they're not doing that. They don't want to reward the the trash teams for how many total playing terrible all year, huh? How many total teams are there? Uh, no idea. In the NBA. Somewhere oh, in the thirties. Yeah. I think it's thirty I think like thirty six so or something be, like that. Oh no, be, that's not true. It would I don't be know. The old school. Is it it's not that many, is it that many? It it would be the old school final four then. When Google it. Google I'm it. down. I'm down. We'll see what happens. Well and, and you know, you're talking about stuff reopening the arena next week. I believe next weekend yeah. we'll have a cheer. Dance and, dance and cheer, event. right? I think it's dance and cheer. I'm not don't hold me to that. It's an event of some sort here um at the arena. So as you can see on the ticker there, basketball, volleyball, futsal, pickleball. Hey, if you want to have an event here, if you want to come in and play just on the courts, uh, these famous courts where uh, uh, tons of DNA of famous athletes have been through here, um, you can do it. I mean, you know, it's yeah. uh, six bucks, anybody, anytime. But if you want to host an event here, you know, call the folks here at Hy-Vee Arena and uh, uh, the number will flash up there here in a second. But you know, or or go online and you can book you can book a you can an book event theory. online too. That's or, cool. Or, or a court rental. If, well, if if say it's a it's a sporting event and you're going to use kind of this main court here, you know, you can also talk to them about getting UClick TV to cover that event or broadcast that event. Um, you know, as well uh, as booking the arena. So, or if you want to use the main Hy-Vee or Hy-Vee court, the Hy-Vee grocery store court. Yeah. Um, to take on Austin and um, Gary, and I'll be the coach. Uh, okay. Ryan, you can be the manager. And uh, we got a coach and a manager. We'll pay, we'll pay the six bucks. Anybody, anytime. We'll pay if they want to come down here and play two on two against Gary and Austin. Do it now. Book uh, it. Uh, they they can talk to me about what my fee is to to put lease up the basketball sneakers one more time. You know. Are you going to autograph somebody's sneakers and? Maybe. Maybe, maybe maybe we'll we'll talk about that what in the, the fees. You know. Remember remember folks, Gary played college I did. basketball. Seventy five percent three pointer. Yeah, I'm just you just gotta watch watch him out on there. I'm gonna I'm gonna be kicking the ball out to him, try to hit those threes. Yeah, I, I wish I wish we had huddle back in those days so I had the film of it. <laughs> you know oh, shoot. show you guys my, my form. Uh he really did play college basketball. I really did. But anyway And he wasn't the manager. 
Yeah. So, and, and also, <laughs> they didn't take the manager off the bench and throw him in there for one game. Did no, they, they didn't no, do that. Happened, Not right? like snacks. Was that guy I do know. I do know too that the fitness center here at the arena <laughs> is, is open. It? So Sweet. if you want to come work out, if maybe your gym has not reopened yet, and the gym got, that and you've you, got some deals because of COVID too. So yeah, the gym you typically use, I know, right? Like it's six bucks a day, or you can go on the website, highvarena.com. 350 meter running track. Yeah. And, and check out, like I said, they got some deals, you know, maybe your gym, your local gym in whatever part of Kansas city is not open yet. So, Hey, check it out. Um, the deals on highvarena.com. And come down here and, you know, you, you can work out in the facility. It is top-notch uh, down there. I walked by it today when I was coming into the studio. and looked great. I went in and got a quick pump, if you can't tell. That's I why could, I was sweating. I could definitely you tell. Know, and also, when you join here, you get access to the <laughs> basketball courts, volleyball courts, pickleball mm-hmm. courts, track. All those things. Uh, yep. Locker rooms. Um, hey, you can actually shower in the same locker rooms that – um, Dr. J did. There you go. Back or in the Danny day. Manning. Awesome. I mean, they've been updated since then, but you know, I think the girls' locker room is was the was the uh, home locker room before. I think that was KU's locker room in the 80, okay. 88 Final Four, fiftieth anniversary national championship game. So Danny and the Miracles, if, you know, right there. Might want it. There you go. Um, also, don't forget Sweet. DJ Showtime. At DJ Showtime KC thirty four on Twitter, at DJ Showtime KC thirty four eighty one on the Snapchat, phone number eight one six two six zero two zero five six. Instagram is DJ KC Showtime. Let him know that you heard about him on Midwest Mike's any kind of event. If you're going to have a post COVID party, you know, uh, hit DJ Showtime up and he can do it. He'll play whatever type of music you want to hear. Even country, uh, even country. He did say that. That when was a funny. That was a funny story they told. But yeah, yeah. He, he'll even play country. When you become a DJ, from everybody, you've got to play everything. Yeah, yep. even so, even country. He'll he'll talk to you Sorry. about your event and what kind of music <laughs> you want, and he'll he'll make sure you know it's good. I I should have had him DJ my event last weekend. It would have been better. DJ that we had was terrible. My phone, my phone. Oh, you? Oh, oh, your phone. Yeah, my phone. Yeah. I just put it on I was fine. You went to rap out in the garage. I was enjoying the country, and then you went to rap out, out in the uh, beer pong. Well, it was, you know, it, oh, yeah, I do want to mention that. Um, someone lost to their wife at beer pong. That was me. Yeah. I'll say it. That means, you know what? Actually, that means. Uh, she, she was drinking less. That means she was drinking a lot less, and that also means that she's cool. So there you go. That's actually some points for me. There you go. Thank you, sir, this for bringing that up. This points. Anyway. We, we all right. Tell her, but did you let her win? I, he did we not. Won't, we won't tell her. Okay. Don't tell. Don't, yeah, I won't, I won't uh, speak on that. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I am Gary. This is Austin. And we're Midwest Mics. Ryan's up behind the scenes. Jim's behind the scenes. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys.
Fresh air has never seemed so precious. At Toyota, we believe it's worth protecting, and drivers agree. That's why today, Ireland's best-selling car is a Toyota self-charging hybrid. Now, with contributions of up to €3,000 and flexible payment options, we're making it even easier to start your electric journey in a Toyota hybrid. Visit our new virtual showroom at toyota.ie or talk to your dealer today. Toyota. Built for a better world. Terms and conditions apply. Want award-winning box sets? Try Now TV. From fashion to friendship, join the fabulous four in Sex and the City. Enjoy a comedy show about a comedy show in 30 Rock. And clock in for small town fun with Parks and Recreation. So treat yourself to award-winning shows on a Now TV entertainment pass. To start your 14-day free trial today, search Now TV. 18 plus, new customers only. Auto renews at 15 euro and less cancelled. Offer ends 7th of July. Terms apply. DePaul University. Here, we do what others don't. Dream what others won't. Driven to leap forward, determined to give back. Here, we ask what must be done. For in doing, we earn success. DePaul University. Here, we do. We all know that the only way to top the perfect cup of Dunkin' Cold Brew is with velvety new sweet cold foam from Dunkin'. But how do you top that? With an exclusive offer for DD Perks members. Get a medium chocolate stout cold brew with sweet cold foam, cold brew with sweet cold foam, or cold brew for $3. It's the perfect deal to top off the perfect top to the perfect cup of Dunkin' Cold Brew. Doesn't that sound great? Not a DD Perks member? Join today via the Dunkin' app. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer.